Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge to makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi everyone, I'm Chen from Lazada. Welcome to Lazada Insider, the future commerce series. Southeast Asians consumers today, particularly millennials and Generation Z, are concerned about the environmental and social impact of businesses. And many of them vote with their wallet to support companies that take a more active role in sustainability. Today, we have three expert guests joining us to deep dive into today's topic. First, we have Fang Wei, Business Development Manager from Waste Management and Recycling Association of Singapore. We have Hazel, Director for Sustainable, Sustainable Family Trading Company. And last but not least, we have Willing, the Group Chief Business Officer from Synergy. Hello, everyone. Maybe we should start with Willing. Can you spend a bit of time to tell me more about yourself and what you do at Synergy? Okay. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Willing from Synergy and nice meeting all of you. And thanks for uh, Lazada inviting me for this um, panelist talk. So um, currently at Synergy, I am the Group Chief uh, Business Officer um, overseeing the commercial development and operations relationships as well as the projects for our key regional clients. And um, I mean, a bit about Synergy. Synergy is, our, is the number one e-commerce enabler in Southeast Asia. We are currently also working with more than 600 brand partners and we employ more than 450 employees across the region. And uh, we are also very, you know, we pride ourselves as the Lazada Regional Partner of the Year um, in 2021. And we are also a three-star um, higher certified Lazada partner uh, in, uh, in the uh, enabler program across all the markets. Okay, so uh, a bit of a bit about myself. I have been in the retail industry for more than twenty years, um, and uh, previously I actually was uh, working in Watson's personal care stores as well as uh, NTUC Healthcare, and uh, I am actually also a trained pharmacist. Yep, so cool. nice to meet all of you. Mm. Cool. How about Fang Wei? Hi, everybody. Yes. So I'm actually the uh, business development manager for Walmart. Um, what we are, what we actually do, it's a we are a non-profit association in Singapore, focusing on the solid waste management. As we work with the industry players and government and the community in order for us to like create a more sustainable living environment. And for my role in Walmart itself, we usually work with the industry players to promote industry transformation, and also to kind of create more awareness in the community for recycling and and to reduce, to reduce waste. Cool. How about you, Hazel? Yeah, hi, I'm Hazel. I'm a, the, one of the directors for Sustainable Family Trading. Uh, we are the sole distributor for Mushi and Freak uh, in Southeast Asia. So our company, I mean, as the name suggests, Sustainable Family, we value both sustainability and our families. We seek to uh, support parents uh, in navigating through their parenthood journey. And a bit about the brands that we carry, uh, Mushi and Freak. Um, they are huge uh, and, and very focused on sustainability. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm here to join you guys to share a little bit about what uh, we value. Thanks for the introductions. So maybe we will start with Willing first. Based on your experience and observations, so how has the behavior of Southeast Asia online shopper changed towards sustainability? And what do you think are the issues that matter most to them? Hmm. 
Okay, um, I mean, based on a recent Kanta uh, studies in 2021 with regards to Asian sustainability, um, I mean, it was reported as 63% uh, of our Asian consumers are really looking into sustainability concerns, um, although not all the time, but at least once in a while when they're making their purchases um, um, decision. And uh, more than half of them right, actually stopped buying products and services which you know, has a negative impact on the environment and society. But the report actually actually shared that actually most of them do not feel that it's their responsibility. And they actually would like our governments and businesses to be to take more action in shaping this narrative, um, not just for the new normal, but also for a, you know, a better, a new better. Yeah. So we also found that um, based on our cons, uh, I mean, our experience in managing the um, online um, official stores on the different marketplaces, we also find that there's also a shift in terms of our consumer attitude. Um, and uh, we also feel that and as uh, an enabler for e-commerce, uh, we actually have a social obligation to also, you know, make sure that we, um, I mean, ensure that our people, our partner, um, you know, that we actually make a topic of sustainability as part of our, you know, uh, one of our values and drive for our future in, in this e-commerce. Yeah, and Hazel, you have anything to add on? Sustainability generates a, a demand on its own. So uh, terms like, you know, upcycle, recycle, eco-friendly, these are very like um, highly marketable, um, you know, words in, in recent times, people gear towards mm. uh, that direction. So um, mm. I think in the past decade, a lot of education um, was was done to, to, to reach where we are today. Um, and today, more people are putting the education into action. So, so um, I think it's a good sign. Uh, we can continue to progress. Uh, and Kanto, uh, wheeling these questions. Mm. So why do you think sustainability is important to e-commerce and in general? Mm. Okay. I think um, if I were to use uh, Singapore as an example, I mean, just in 2018, right, uh, it was reported that we actually produced 1.6 million tons of domestic waste, out of which a third was based, I mean, packaging, and another half was actually plastic. So, and out of this um, waste that we actually generate, only 4% of plastic were recycled. And um, I think in the last uh, two and a half years, because of, you know, COVID, uh, packaging waste have risen to unprecedented levels, while recycling rates, you know, continue to be very low. So, you know, everybody just, you know, started buying online and there's so much um, packaging that is, um, that we probably will need to do something because we want to actually reduce that, you know, waste that we generate. But also, um, we do not want to continue, we want, do not want the waste to continue to rise, which is actually definitely not good for the people and also our planet. Yeah. And uh, if we were to look at Southeast Asia, particularly, uh, you know, we are, there are four countries in Southeast Asia, which are, you know, the top sort of like um, uh, countries that dump a lot of uh, plastic waste into the sea. So, um, and there's actually tons of plastic straws, food containers that is released in the oceans um, every day, which um, pollutes the water and also destroy marine life. So I think that's something that we really need to uh, put a stop because, I mean, these are very scary numbers. <laughs> We're just throwing everything into the oceans. And I really cannot imagine that, you know, if we don't do something now, what will happen to our uh, future generations? particularly, you know, our next generation. Yeah. Cool. Anything to add on, Fang Wei, Hazel? Yeah, I think from a personal point of view, right, to, or to achieve national targets, waste reduction is actually quite important it's for, for the e-commerce side. I think brands maybe can come together and like reduce packaging as a whole. Mm. But on the other hand, you know, for waste businesses, 
And when there's more ways, it also means that we have businesses. We have business. So, I mean, there are other ways to create different kind of take-back schemes. You know, like for example, our, our producer's responsibility scheme, something along this line, like where, where the take-back system is available to help people to recycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, consumers sometimes, as a consumer myself, sometimes it's also quite troublesome for us to go, go and send the things down for recycling and all. So if there's a consolidated system, it might be easier to make everybody come together and create a better circular economy. It will be even better if the manufacturers come back and, you know, they take back mm. their materials and put it back into their products. Cool. Yeah, I think it is interesting to hear, I mean, from Willing and Fang, that we definitely will need to address these negative impacts toward the environment. So as a business owner, Hazel, how has your business embraced sustainability and why? And why do you see sustainability as a competitive advantage rather than a cost? Yep. So I think uh, sustainability is a very heavy, uh, but it's a shared responsibility. So I'll share a little about the, the brands uh, that we carry. So Mushi and Frick, they believe that, you know, even the smallest action can impact uh, social, social change. So like the manufacturers, they adopt a zero waste uh, approach uh, when it comes to the product manufacturing process to minimize uh, waste. Um, the, the excess material are also, you know, put back into the shame machine. They are collected, they are recycled, or they are repurposed. So, for example, we, we carry some of the children's toys um, or, or pacifiers and you know, you need to cut out certain shapes to make that kind of uh, uh, design, right? So all the, the excess material is then put back into the shame machine and it, it keeps rolling. So I think that there is a certain, uh, you know, commitment, you know, uh, like what Fang Wei mentioned earlier about being circular. And that's very important. So the brands, you know, when they, this, this strikes, um, this resonates with me a lot because uh, I'm a mom myself also. And the brands, you know, they often use the tagline, every child uh, deserves the best start in line if in life. Mm-hmm. So what in this baby business, um, it does not necessarily just mean uh, safe products, but what's best for our children also refers mm-hmm. to, you know, doing our part to make sure that our children, their children and, you know, future generations still have a very safe environment uh, to live in. So, Product safety is key and uh, so is uh, sustainability. Um, and to answer your question about, you know, um, is it more of a comparative advantage? I think it's very, without a doubt, it is a, a yes. Um, it's an advantage that, you know, distinguishes our company uh, from others. Uh, today, we see that, you know, consumer habits, uh, like what Weiling has mentioned, they have also veered towards uh, desire and demand for sustainably made uh, products. Um, you know, we see celebrities, we see royalties also, you know, adding glamour, uh, wearing recycled, upcycled clothing, sustainable clothing um, to promote this kind of a conscious uh, living lifestyle. So it, it is important, you know, that the brands, um, they are also recognized as something that is committed uh, to reduce the carbon footprint. Uh, then people would also turn to their products, you know, uh, they are more favored over the disposable ones. Uh, I'll, I'll share a recent uh, anecdote. Um, it is uh, recently we introduced, you know, trade-in for uh, used baby products at a, at a baby fair. It was a trial, um, but surprisingly, the reception was uh, really good. You know, we en- encourage parents to bring in their used baby products, you know, like used pacifiers, uh, used dinnerware uh, to get mushy and freak ones, you know, um, at a discounted rate, of course. Yeah, but what, what we did, uh, we saw really good response and we did our part, you know, to recycle those products through the proper disposal. So 
I think um, this is something that we can slowly work towards, you know, as uh, businesses get more aware of, you know, uh, their, the role that they can play for, for ESG. Cool. And anything to add on, Weiling Fang Wei? Maybe I can also share a bit of, you know, how our Synergy has also embraced uh, sustainability. So um, actually last year uh, in May, we started to, um, I mean, we are, I would say we started as the first and only enabler to champion sustainability across e-commerce value chain. So all our fulfillment centers in Singapore, right, um, already started um, offering green packaging um, and, and we are targeting to actually roll this out across the other uh, regions by end of 2023. So all the cotton boxes that we use right now, right, are all FSC certified and um, they're available in 15 sizes. You know, we want to make sure that we only use the right size for the, I mean, the products that we are, uh, I mean, shipping out. We don't want to use oversized boxes for, you know, small items because it's really just very wasteful. Um, and also to, um, I mean, on top of that, right, we also um, use, um, did away with bubble wraps and plastic tape. We have actually changed it to FCI um, certified uh, fast fuel paper, as well as craft paper tape to seal our boxes. And um, we no longer use those bubble mailers. And we have also now switched to FSC certified honeycomb mailers. So um, these are just one of the you know, smaller steps that we have actually done to actually um, ensure that we um, you know, start to actually champion sustainability. But at the same time, right, um, the next steps we are looking into is really to redesign our fulfillment centers to be really, truly green hubs by end of uh, next year. So other than using the um, green certified packaging, uh, even our paper storage bins um, and trays are now um, changed to 100% recycled paper. And uh, we are also um, using technology and automation to help reduce, um, you know, the paper, paper trail and the and all the you know orders that we need to print on paper, so that would also help us you know reduce um, waste. And uh, we are also even thinking of you know some environmental considerations, which includes you know using um, thermostats to and cool trappers to cool air trappers to actually reduce and regulate temperatures, and um, to use and switch to LED lighting um, in order to actually reduce um, you know to actually go green. And uh, I mean, all these elements are tracked, uh, monitored through our Synergy Green um, Hub real-time dashboards, which we want to uh, enforce to quantify efficiency and effectiveness. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, we are also working with uh, the Waste Management and Recycling Association of Singapore um, to actually collect and recycle the used um, green packaging. So we are actually exploring with the platform and also the last month delivery providers to see how we can actually use dark stores across the country, right? To collect back all the um, used packaging from our customers who have bought something and they really want to do um, their part in recycling. So um, this is something that we aim to drive um, a, a sustainable uh, circular e-commerce economy. Uh, maybe next question is to Fang Wei. So from the point of view, what are some of the typical challenges that the business are facing when they first started on their sustainability journey? And what is your advice to them? For general businesses, I think the biggest question will always be where to start and what to do. I think this is something that a lot of, um, or a lot of our collectors face from their clients. Like, how can I actually start a recycling campaign or what can I actually do to cut down the number of tricks that you have to make for my recyclables? But I think all this come down to, comes down to like uh, what exactly are the types. So like, you know, there's some really mentioned there's a way to track like what you have, what are the materials and all. Actually, it depends on what is what is really 
the bulk of your materials and it's easier to understand it better with your facilities manager or the waste collector or you can even run a waste audit there will be a plans in place that you can actually uh, talk about how you can insert certain solution or what can you actually reduce so maybe you can insert more recycling bins or like you know some countries they have even uh, like a recycling bin that where you can pour away the drinks so you get your your cups you know this is really really in-depth of recycling in the mall mm. and such so these are some of the things that can be out there to help improve recycling rates but also i think some companies are also afraid of like any upfront costs that is mm. that might be incurred but what they don't see is actually you know if your upfront cost may be a few thousand dollars but actually you can have an roi in the next maybe 12 months because you cut down a lot on your disposal fees with disposal fee increasing gst increasing i don't think they should see the upfront costs as a main hurdle and maybe con uh, and look at it in a longer term sustainability whether it's for the business for operations and also for the environment cool anything to add on hazel willing um earlier we mentioned you know the consumers behaviors are also changing but there are still uh they still demand that you know certain packaging are used for their products you know so so i think that's where you know companies or businesses they may uh ourselves included we may find uh, it a challenge um to balance you know what is the consumer expectations you know when they purchase an item from you uh versus what they receive so uh it is it is a struggle um but definitely some not not not, not something insurmountable uh, i think we can definitely uh overcome this uh with time i mean to add on to what Hisa has mentioned i think it's really also to educate the consumers that you know they have to do their part in sustainability so uh i mean we could also be working with let's say the platform partners like lazada or any other marketplaces to offer like a pathway for the consumers to shop and filter for products which are let's say sustainable yeah and i mean this will become uh i would say a unique selling point for the products if let's say you know they are um you know manufactured in um, you know, with a very low carbon footprint and they also make a conscientious effort to make sure that, you know, they uh, recycle, um, you know, products and, and try to limit their waste, wastage in terms of production or manufacturing. Yeah, so I think that that would definitely be something that we foresee would be, um, um, I would say, developing. And I'm, I'm quite certain in the next... Um, a uh, few years that will be um, becoming, um, I mean, a stronger demand from the consumers, and that will definitely, um, you know, push that to the brand owners and the manufacturers to actually work towards um, this, um, you know, sustainability initiatives. Cool. And last but not least, uh, Fang Wei, do you have anything else to share with our audience? Um, I think for general, generally for sustainability, I think it takes every, it takes everyone needs to have their their own efforts okay we're not trying to be environmentalists here but at least you know everybody do a little bit to help mm. the environment it also helps the sustainability across whether it's for businesses i mean like businesses for for ourselves businesses for for platforms or anything else there is yeah. some sort of like sustainability involved just what kind and how can we actually help each other to you know it's like a, it's like the kind of like yes. you help me to help yourself yep. <laughs> yeah so we are trying to protect the environment and then you know with the recent mm. climate change it's not easy to to manage the different temperatures and all going on so yeah it's just everybody needs to do their part in, in terms of like from brand owners to, to us even as consumers cool how about you hazel 
Um, I think um, I always believe in you know starting small, uh, but uh, dreaming big. And I think it's something that uh, we you know with e-commerce changing, with uh, retail landscape changing as well, um, people are adopting um, new trends uh, very quickly. So I, I personally see sustainability as a trend itself, and but it is one that I hope that this trend can last for 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 decades. Uh. So uh, yeah. this is twenty. To do, um, perhaps in a year's time, um, what what Wailing suggested, which I think is a brilliant idea, you know, to see on those platforms, uh, maybe an icon, and for brands to uh, promote a little about what they're doing uh, for mm-hmm. sustainability. I think that's definitely um, structures would drive the consumer behavior. So we will do our part. Mm. Cool. How about you, Wailing? Mm. I think just to echo what Fang Wei and Hazel has mentioned, right? I think it's Three points. First, we start. We have to start now. You know, we don't need to wait any longer. Um, and also to start small. I think any uh, baby steps would be, um, I would say, the the uh, path to you know the future. And with the small efforts that we put in, we definitely be able to scale in the next few years. And of course, to work with uh, like-minded partners. So definitely, we can actually. Uh, look out for uh, partners. I mean, where we actually look into waste management, recycling um, efforts that we can actually put through uh, to our business, and also uh, looking for brand partners. You know, who are also that gravitates towards sustainability. Cool. I think thanks for sharing your idea, your insights. I think we have discussed and hear a lot of idea. I think uh, from consumers trends, I think from waste audit. And I think something that I just want to echo, I mean, to the businesses, it's also very important for them to assess the impact and to monitor the impact uh, of the green or the green initiative and eventually communicate it back to the consumers. I mean, to motivate more consumers and to drive the change. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for our panelists. This is Azana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. Boing.